Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, friends, thank you for being here. Uh, Some breaking news tonight and uh, a bit of an explanation about the programming for this hour. Um, Imran Ansari, who is my co-host on Thursdays and the real legal uh, engine that runs the legal night here on Radio Night Live, uh, got caught in some very bad weather on Martha's Vineyard, and uh, his flight was delayed. He's not going to be able to join us. Uh, he was actually there to see uh, Alan Dershowitz uh, for a little bit, and then he was going to pop on down to New York and do the show tonight. But uh, at the airport, they made the very sad announcement that he was going to not be able to make that flight. So we're not going to have Imran's impeccable uh, legal mind to tap into tonight for this top story. Uh, President Trump has been charged as of uh, just a little while ago. Additional counts in special counsel's classified records probe. Uh, What does that mean? Well, the Mar-a-Lago case, which had begun to kind of fall apart in recent days. uh, Jack Smith, uh, you know, scrambling, trying to come up with something, has decided to file four new charges against him. Uh, he was he was charged with an additional willful retention of national defense information. My goodness, if they charge him with that, they got to charge every president that has been in the office over the last uh, three decades. There's there's no president in my lifetime that hasn't kept documents against the National Archives uh, objectives. It's just happened with every single one, including Obama, including Clinton, including uh, Carter, all these people that that were in office, they left, they kept stuff that they weren't supposed to or that the that some people said they, they didn't want them to keep. Uh, so there's there's they they've charged him with that. And then there's uh, two new obstruction counts uh, with uh, this new indictment. And uh, it is having to do with I want to make sure I say this right. Uh, an obstruction conspiracy that was charged in the original uh, uh, charges. Now they're coming back with two additional counts. And evidently, evidently, friends, do you want to know what what Donald Trump did that has made this prosecutor so incredibly angry? Uh, there, There's an allegation that he may have attempted to delete surveillance footage from the Mar-a-Lago Club in the summer of 2022. Because it's so unusual for people who have surveillance tapes to ever wipe those tapes and use them over again. That's that's the charge. That's the that's the front page of the New York Times tonight. That's the front page of the New York Post tonight. Everybody's everybody's holding their gasping their breath. I can't believe how how could this possibly be? Supposedly, uh, Trump employee four, 
responded that he would not know how to do that and that he did not believe he would have the rights to do that, says the indictment. Trump employee foretold one of the investigators that they would have to reach out to another employee who was a supervisor of the security of Trump's business organization. Here's what the Trump spokesperson said today. Reacting to the additional charges, a Trump campaign person, so it's not even family spokesperson. This tells you how seriously the Trump universe takes this. It's a political thing. It's not a criminal thing. He's not going to jail. This is not something that they're actually worried about. So they put the campaign spokesperson on it. Here's what they said. This is nothing more than a continued desperate attempt by the Biden crime family and their Department of Justice to harass President Trump and those around him. Deranged Jack Smith, the inv- uh, the uh, prosecutor, knows that they have no case and is casting about for a way to salvage their illegal witch hunt and to get someone other than Donald Trump to run against crooked Joe Biden. That's basically the, the, the sum of the game, friends. These indictments, and there may be another one, although I, I will tell you that there was a lot of um, scuttlebutt in the news world today that there was going to be an, another indictment dropped on President Trump. What, what could they possibly say? Well, President Trump actually responded to it on Truth Social. And this is what he said uh, uh, went down, and I quote, My attorneys had a productive meeting with the DOJ this morning explaining in explicit detail that I did nothing wrong, was advised by many lawyers, and that an indictment of me would only further destroy our country. No indication of notice of an indictment was given during the meeting. He said, don't trust the fake news on anything. So that's, that's, the, that's the Trump perspective of this hush-hush story that everybody was saying, oh, well, the DOJ met with his lawyers, and that means that he's obviously going to be indicted because they met. Oh, my goodness. Eh, maybe not. And the president's saying, not so much. So there's your breaking news stories for tonight, friends. And I know that, uh, I know that this is going to radically revolutionize your life. You were going about your evening, having a pleasant night with your family, and you got word that the DOJ or the Biden Justice Department was going to indict Donald Trump again. Oh, my goodness. This is the problem. It's turned into a laughable joke. That's what Merrick Garland and Joe Biden have turned our Justice Department into. They're clowns. They're making a clownery of our law. And the only thing you need to know to understand that is that on the other side of the aisle, you have a first son who dropped a dime bag of Coke in the uh, library at the White House, and they're not doing anything about that. You have the first son who thought he was going to get, listen to this, he thought he was going to get permanent immunity on all wrongdoing if he agreed to a tax violation yesterday and the judge said what are you smoking hunter didn't know he wasn't supposed to respond and said crack but then he gathered himself back up and said well i'm not your honor i'm kidding i don't think that part happened but the judge was like why would i why would i agree to forego any other criminal charges and give you mass immunity, you child abandoning, escort hookering, cocaine using, loser you. I don't think she said that part either. But it's, but it's all applicable. 
he abandons kids, sleeps with his brother's wife, uh, hires hookers, has has babies with them, decides that he's not going to be responsible for them, uh, uses cocaine and marijuana, evidently in the White House, because they had to remove bags of marijuana before the end of the year, and they found this bag of coke in kind of a similar place, and he's the only one that had access to the president's inner circle. So who who else, what other addict is in Joe Biden's uh, inner circle? So we're supposed to believe, you and I are being told tonight, you have to believe that Donald Trump, by simply putting America first, is more evil than an escort screwing, cocaine smoking, baby abandoning, loser that evidently has pretty high security clearance levels in the White House. And the Justice Department, with many crimes specifically laid out by the escort hookering, cocaine smoking, baby abandoning loser, has, has much evidence to go file something for him is ignoring it. And meanwhile, someone on Mar-a-Lago's campus erased a security tape back in 2022. It's a joke, friends. Anyway, here's the story. Imran Ansari got delayed by weather, so we can't get his analysis on all these top juicy items this week. We will have to wait until he can rejoin us next week. But he does have some opinions on this recent Supreme Court cases. We'll get those. And a little bit later, Mike Connors is going to join me. It's going to be a great night. You stay right here at Legal Night on Radio Night Live. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in. Eye on Real Estate Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. 
That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca or Tom. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. What a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. What a little moonlight can do. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you here. It's Radio Night Live. Uh, It's legal night. Imran Ansari is my uh, compatriot in the uh, discussion of laws and their impacts. Before we get to the rest of the SCOTUS uh, agenda, because we wanted to hear what you had to say about it all, Imran, um, this, this story about Justice Sotomayor and her staff like shaking down universities and like making a ton of money. I heard Hugh Hewitt on his show early today. It's not illegal. It's not uh, it's not against the law. You know, there's she's not I guess she's not done anything like specifically in like criminally in violation of anything. But I don't is it a good look for any justice uh, on the Supreme Court? to be saying to colleges, uh, you know, hey, you, you got to pay us, uh, you know, we got it, it. It's I don't know. She seems to be in a little bit of hot water with it. And considering that her intake has been in the millions of dollars, whereas they wanted to go after Gorsuch for what, going fly fishing with his buddy or, or Clarence Thomas accepting a ride on a yacht. I mean, a few a few million dollars seems to me to be a much bigger problem than uh, than a, a couple of personal trips. Am I am I goofy on that or what? No, I mean it's not a good look, right? Like it's not expressly prohibited, right? That's the thing, right? That's so, what I said. It's not it's not a criminal act. Yeah. She didn't violate you know anything that's like a statute or anything. Right. Yeah. You know. So uh, it's you all. It, it just doesn't have the right flavor. Let's just say that, right? You know, because you don't expect. Uh, the justices of the Supreme Court really to be having that uh, 
it's almost like how Cuomo wrote the book after COVID, and it just had a it had a strange, you know, a strange feel to it. And of course, that led to some problems uh, later on. But um, you know, it's the same with this uh, issue with the Justice Sotomayor, right? You know, promoting her book. I guess you know there's no problem uh, or prescription with a, a justice writing a book or no or that making, I don't have a problem. Money and they've all written the books. like that. Yeah, but but I think on an optic standpoint, you just don't expect it. Uh, from a a Supreme Court justice to be really like pushing for book sales and things like hey, you that. You better let, you better let me come speak. You better pay me. You better do it good. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of in the air of the Biden family. I don't know. This kind of feels like it's just infecting everything right now. Uh, that's another topic for another show that we're not going to do tonight. Let's get back to the Supreme Court stuff real quick. Um, the religious liberties cases. There were two that were handed down, and they both sided with the person that was claiming the infraction of their religious liberties. The one was the uh, worker and the day of the week. And uh, the, the court said, you got to make an allowance if he's willing to work the other six days of the week and you're a seven day a week company, you know, letting him only work on the six days that he doesn't worship, you know, in his religion, that that, that should be allowed. And then in the other case, it was the, um, so, uh, the web page designer that will not have to be forced to create uh websites for um uh yes. sexually uh, expressive couples that express sexuality different than than she does uh right. or, or that her faith does so that would include like transgenders or homosexuals or others that basically anything in the lgbtq she doesn't have to if it violates her faith and the court said faith is a is an overriding principle here in both of these cases what what did we learn from them yeah uh, and, and Kevin, before we get to that, just because I don't want to lose the thought, I did have one more thought about Justice Sotomayor. Oh, uh, sure. Throw it in. In the book. You know, I, I was thinking how it could lead to potential problems for her if there, uh, you know, is a case involving her publisher, which I think is Penguin, or any of these venues and things like that, uh, which would lead to her having to potentially recuse herself. Uh, because of a conflict of interest. And like, it just, you know, it's huh. one thing for Justice uh, uh, Jackson, who uh, recused herself from the Harvard case because I think she had actual like ties with Harvard. Right. I mean, you know, that's scholarly. That's not unexpected with a, a Hadn't attorney. Hadn't she taught or, or something? Like there was yeah, a, there yeah, was a pro- tie of some sort. Something yeah. professorial, right? But to you have to say, oh, I can't sit on this case because, uh, you know, I was getting my book published or I was on a book tour and they promoted me and things like that. That just has a different feel to it. So the conflict of interest aspect could be a, a problem, which is also another reason why if you're justice on the Supreme Court, you may want to just avoid that so, sort of uh, that, that, you know, side gig if you would yeah. side hustle right <laughs> all right well said so back to the religious liberties yes. cases uh faith versus employers and faith versus uh, sexual expression faith ended up winning in both cases right so um if we look at the uh religious freedom uh case first right um and really uh which was a, a case uh which I would say upheld individuals' religious liberty uh, and ability to worship uh, as they saw fit, uh, and that was a, a case which was it, it was Groff v. DeJoy, and it, it dealt with uh, a plaintiff who was a postal worker, 
right. uh, and was, you know, in a nutshell to, to just, you know, streamline it, uh, was told that he's going to have to work on Sunday at times where he uh, felt he would be in, co uh, in court. Normally in, in church. Yeah, in church uh, and, ha and, you know, exercising his his practice of religion. Uh, well, the lower courts found that uh, the USPS uh, was not infringing on his religious liberty by having him work uh, and that the um, uh, it was a de minimis uh, sort of effect on uh, the 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 uh, the postal office uh, in terms of uh, having him work or, or it would have to be shown I'm sorry that it would be de minimis uh, in terms of what the postal office would feel if he had to not work that day the, the harm so they found that the Supreme Court ruled against that under uh, the lower court's ruling, uh, is sending the case back down and is uh, allowing, essentially now allowing uh, this individual, although he left the job based on uh, not being able to worship as he saw fit, um, but the, the Supreme Court is essentially sending it back down to the lower court uh, so that the interpretation of what would be undue hardship to the employer if they allowed the employee to take time off to worship um, can be decided. Well, that's uh, that was the ruling in that case. And then the kind of equally punchy one for religious liberty uh, people was the uh, the creative designer in, in Colorado uh, who, who will not have to do those websites that she felt uncomfortable doing. Correct. So that's 303 creative versus uh, Alenis. Um, and the plaintiff in that case was the uh, the uh, website designer uh, who was confronted uh, with whether she had to create websites for same-sex couples. She did not want to do that based on uh, her beliefs. Um, and the lower courts found that she uh, would have to do that. Uh, and it wasn't uh, it didn't rise to the level where it would be infringing on her First Amendment rights. Uh, in order to sort of express herself uh, by not having to create those websites because she uh, did not uh, agree with same-sex marriage. Well, the lower courts found against her. The Supreme Court, on the other hand, found that it would be uh, a violation of, of her freedom of speech uh, and has now reversed the lower court ruling. Her, if, if her name, if you're rendering creative services, your your name is attached to that service as it is at is as this is what they found that you're, you're and so it is a, a form of like compelled speech which is the opposite of free speech and i think that was the rationale behind the justices that decided uh with her all right we got to take another break uh coming right back it is legal night stay here With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting a third defendant has been charged alongside former President Donald Trump and his valet in the classified documents case in Florida. The charges against the individual identified on the court docket as Carlos de Oliveira were not immediately revealed Thursday. Trump and valet Walt Nauta were charged last month. Fierce fighting is raging in southeastern Ukraine, where a Western official says Kyiv has launched a major push and Russian President Vladimir Putin says hostilities have intensified significantly. Battles in recent weeks have taken place on multiple points along the over 600-mile front line. 
On Wall Street, the Dow down by 237 points. The Nasdaq dropped 77. The S&P 500 lower by 29. Oil up to $80.09 a barrel. This is SRN News. This is Dennis Prager. Visit the Holy Land with me, Mike Gallagher, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit standwithisraeltour.com. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise, along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillows, regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98, and just $10 more for king-size. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the Queen's size my pillow for only 1998 or call 800-651-0798 use the promo code joe p in addition to the special anniversary offer on the my pillows you will also receive deep discounts on all my pillow products such as bed sheets mattress toppers pet beds mattresses my slippers and so much more go to mypillow.com or call 800-651-0798 use the promo code joe p to take advantage of mike's special offer on his my pillow hi kevin mccullough i've been talking about the court reporting program at plaza college for some time but plaza college has been around since 1916 and not only do they have the school of court reporting but they have four other schools of study including their new school of nursing the accelerated bachelor of science in nursing program can be completed in just 16 months and i'd like to offer congratulations to the first graduating cohort of nursing students The first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed. What an accomplishment. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study like their School of Business or Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college dot E-D-U. AM 97, the answer. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, AM 970, the answer dot com. Back to Kevin McCullough and Radio Night Live from New York. All right, welcome back. It's uh, Legal Night, and we are so happy to have uh, Mr. Legal Lowdown himself back in the chair tonight. Um, and by the way, if you can't get enough of Imran, and who can, you got to check him out Sundays at 12 noon on our sister state. Is it Saturday? Saturday. Saturday is at 12 noon. Saturday at 12, yeah. yeah. 
I'm not going to make you work on the church day. You didn't. You, you just, we, we're just going to give you that day off, Imran. So that's that's all good. Great. Uh, Saturday, twelve noon, AM five seventy. Our uh, sister station, uh, the station you hear me on, at three PM every afternoon. And uh, glad to have him there with uh, the legal lowdown. Maybe before we're done, he'll even give us a preview of what's on this weekend yep. show. Um, back to the Supreme Court. Uh, slate and boy were these these cases just one after the other after the other huge kind of I called it in my column at Town Hall last week systemic like seismic shifts in jur in uh, jurisprudence at the Supreme Court um, but the one that kind of also got people up in arms at least at inside 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue was when they said to the executive branch uh, you don't have the right to uh, to forgive all that debt. Uh, that actually belongs to the taxpayers and you can't just forego that. Um, so, and he, the president did not seem to like that very much. Yeah, no, I mean, that was a uh, that was a ruling I, I clearly expected. I think a lot of us who were uh, tracking these decisions uh, expected that to Can come down. Can you spell overreach? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, well, there's been a lot of checks, right? There's been a lot of checks on the uh, the executive branch's power and the agency stemming from the executive branch uh, to sort of usurp uh, the congressional or legislative route uh, and issue sort of edicts like the student uh, debt forgiveness uh, uh, program. And that was uh, expected that it wouldn't be upheld. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. I've talked to some people in my uh, office because it's intern uh, season at the office who are, uh, you know, a lot of law students here. Uh, and some undergrads who are really looking forward to that, uh, but unfortunately, that they've they've had their dreams uh, sort of squashed. Well, yeah, okay, but. come on, hold on a second. <laughs> I got to push back on that because they did a survey like after he issued the edict, and I I was against it from the beginning because I feel bad for the middle class dad who scrimped and saved and did everything he could. You know, plumber from Kansas put his kid through college, first kid in the family to go to college, and they did it all the right way, and then all of a sudden, boom somebody that took out just a lot of loans that they don't have to pay as, as much of them back. I felt bad for that from the beginning, but even more so after it was either Reuters or AP or somebody, I don't remember who did the poll, but they did a, they did a survey and asked people that were eligible for the, for the forgiveness. What would you do with the money? And they were like, I'd take a trip. <laughs> I go shopping. I'm like, well then, what? That, that, see, yeah. you've you've forgotten the whole principle of the thing to begin with. So I think from that standpoint, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it wasn't on a ballot, so I don't know how voters would or would not react. But it seemed like in circles where I was running, people were like, and maybe it's just because I just hang with people that pay their bills and try to do the right thing. But they, the people, did not like this, and. Um, I'm sure that the interns and the uh, undergrads would love to have the 10 or 20,000 uh, available. Um, but come on, you're going to get, you're going to have a good job when you're done. Go apply yourself. You'll pay it off. The, do, do the right thing because that helps all Americans feel yeah. better about it. I agree with you, Kevin. You yeah. know, on a, because you, you didn't have anybody forgive your loan. No, no uh, trust <laughs> me, that not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I think I still get the emails. Reminding me that there may be, uh, you know, some remnants of those. Oh, out. they're still. Oh, see, they're still coming <laughs> in. Wow. Well, so that's the uh, that's kind of was there anything else of this uh, Supreme Court season that surprised you just in general? 
So actually, Kevin, I would I would say, you know, some other legal, uh, you know, talking heads, if you will, uh, say they were surprised. But why would you be surprised? That's the makeup of the bench. You know, you could almost predict how things are going to be uh, decided and you and then you could predict the dissent. I, I mean, it's indicative. And, I, you know, before you, we were talking about it and you were stating that you don't want the, the Supreme Court, you don't want your justices really to be politicized. But really right now and maybe the the tides will turn and we'll see more unification and more uh you know m minds sort of meeting of the minds but right now people are so polarized on so many issues that it's it's really going to be uh the same coming from the bench in many ways right so you, it's not surprising how this particular supreme court bench decided these cases uh and i think we can have that um you know expect the same sort of rulings the same flavor the same sort of uh leanings going forward from from scotus but i want it uh, and, based yeah. on legal philosophy and not just party loyalty you know what i'm saying yeah like and and here's my perfect picture the justices come into the state of the union they sit in the front they don't they're not supposed to applaud they're not supposed to cheer they're not supposed to right. condemn they're supposed to sit there and be above all of that that's what the supreme court should be it should be a place where justice is blind and it's there to serve yeah. uh, the masses and dispassionately is another way I would put it. I don't want them to have strong feelings about, you know, the, I want them to look at the law, I want them to say, this is what the law says and this is what it means. And then I want them to go about their business uh, the rest of the way. Coming right back. You don't need me to tell you how great it feels to lose weight. If you watch me on Salem News Channel, you may have noticed my 53 pounds of weight loss from PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition. What you need me to do is tell you how to do it, and this is the way. This is the only way that I found was effective, was long-lasting. I lost that stubborn, visceral belly fat. I was never hungry. I'm so proud to tell you about Dr. Ashley Lucas's program called PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition, and they're with you for life. They're going to give you the tools to not only take the weight off for the last time because you're going to keep it off. Uh, it's not the, the cheapest program out there. It's not the most expensive, but it is the best. It's based on science, data, use their food, yours, you, your, use your food, use a combination of both, but get started. When you're ready to make the call, here's their number, 864-644-1900. PhD Weight Loss, 864-644-1900, or schedule your appointment online, myphdweightloss.com, myphdweightloss.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Eric Metaxas explains the process with his latest book. I've never, never, ever, ever felt 
God calling me to write a book. Now, to some people, that sounds loony. I, I you know, I, I don't know what to tell you, but it does feel to me. I had never felt that feeling before that I've got to write this in obedience hmm. to God because this is happening now and I need to write this and I need to reach the Christians and the Christian leaders that are capable of being reached. The Eric Metaxas Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy, but after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance, built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to ethoslife.com now for your free estimate. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. Ethoslife.com. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. to Radio Night Live. Once again, Kevin McCullough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am very pleased to welcome back to the microphone uh, someone who I've had on the air for many, many years, and he's done segments with me, and you hear us uh, chit-chat back and forth for about two minutes every single week about some issue related to estate planning or elder care and how to make sure your uh, your things are in order so that you don't have, you know, your your uh, legacy is not one of confusion for your kids and the people that come after you. Uh, and I just really love uh, he and his family all the way around. They're some of the best people I've ever met. And I just, I just love the Connors family as a whole. Uh, and Mike Connors is joining us uh, here once again. And Mike, thank you for all that you do. Uh, you really help your clients and uh, the New York listenership understand the, the importance and the need to uh, make sure that their affairs are in order you always encourage people to plan and not to not to goof off and leave it leave it for the uh, state to deal with afterwards that's always bad um but there's a whole nother side to mike connors and it's one that is very very uh, interesting you're you're a big movie buff you're also a big baseball fan and i understand that coming into this memorial day weekend there's uh, some players that you specifically think are kind of cool welcome back and who are they well, Kevin, I, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a dinner a few years back where you and Father Paul were at a table. Yes. And, you know, my good friend from the neighborhood, Father Charlie, and you and Father Paul were talking about theology. Uh-huh. And Father Charlie came up to you, why don't you guys talk about something important? <laughs> and Father Paul said, like what? Baseball. <laughs> I do remember so, that. So, yeah, so here we are. And, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend. We want to remember the veterans. But I think one of the things overlooked in a lot of cases are the veterans who served in the U.S. military. And you, we're coming out. There's a guy, there was a second baseman named Eddie Grant. And he played in the major leagues in the teens. After he finished his major league career, he enlisted in the U.S. Army as soon as World War I started. And he was he was the only 
genuine major league player who was killed in combat, you know, who played in the major leagues. And he, he, we're coming about the 100th anniversary of his death. And he was a Harvard graduate. Um, in fact, they used to say that when he was going out to fly ball, he didn't say, I got it. He said, I have it. Because he wanted to be grammatically correct. <laughs> I love, my wife would love that for sure. Uh, yeah. And this is a guy 35 years old. He enlisted in the Army and he died, you know, a year later. Mm. And I mean, that's a, a, a true hero. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure at 35 he didn't have to enlist. I don't know what the draft rules were back then, but I'm sure he didn't have to enlist. And and so here's a guy who's a major league ball player, Harvard graduate, enlists in the U.S. Army and loses his life a year later after enlisting. So I think he should be remembered a little bit more, especially now we're getting close to the 100th anniversary of his death. No, I love that. Eddie Grant, second baseman. Who did he play for? Second. He played for a couple of different teams in the National League, the Giants, the Reds, the Cubs. He's a utility ball player, but that's not the the point. You know, another ball player, I don't know, some of you may remember him, but Bobby Brown, Dr. Bobby Brown. Dr. Bobby Brown was a medic in World War II. He played for the Yankees between World War II and the early 50s, was in maybe four World Series, good third baseman, you know, not a great ball player. But then he was called up and he went to Korea and he was a medical doctor at that time. Wow. And then he was in the Korean War. After that, he played a little bit more for the Yankees. Then he retired from baseball, became a cardiologist, um, was a cardiologist for many, many years in Texas. Then when he couldn't operate anymore, he came back to baseball, and he ended up being president of the American League eventually. Huh. And <laughs> it's a remarkable life. And one of his claims to fame, he was a roommate of Yogi Berra when they were in the minor leagues together after the war. And they were both World War II veterans, which, again, Yogi Berra was a, was a World War II veteran, combat veteran. And there are 70 Hall of Fame baseball players who wore the uniform of the United States who are in the Hall of Fame. No kidding. When I first, when I first heard that number, I said, that can't be. But then we started looking at the list, and yeah, it does come up to that. Now, there there's certain people you wouldn't think about, like there was a baseball executive, the first president of the National League in 1876 was a Civil War veteran, Morgan Buckley. Huh. So, you know, that you wouldn't think of. And as far as we know, he's the only Civil War veteran, you know, in the Baseball Hall of Fame. But there, there are numerous Negro League players who are in the Hall of Fame. And, of course, I didn't think about them first. At first, because you don't, they, they weren't, they didn't play in the major leagues because of obviously the color barrier was there until 1947. Right. And it wasn't Robinson considered, broken. you know, <clears throat> major league, but yeah. even though now the talent was off the hook, the talent was major leagues. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So there are a lot of those guys that were in there. Um, and then there were ball players too who were not in, major, in the major leagues when they were in the service, but became major leaguers after, like Ralph Kiner and Gil Hodges. And Gil Hodges was in Okinawa and, you know, was in combat and was a Bronze Star winner. Do we know which war has the most number of major leaguers that served in, in, the, in the theater during, during the time of that particular war? Yeah. Which war, war, war has II. the most? Oh, I, that's what I kind of figured. World War II but, by far. Yeah. Yeah. Of the World 70, what, how many of those do you, would you say were World War II vets? More than half. Okay. More than half. Because there were some World War One vets, there was only one Civil War vet, and the number of Korean War veterans, and they didn't serve in combat, would be 
some of the players we know about now, like Willie Mays and Whitey Herzog and uh, yeah. Ernie Banks. Uh, do we know Whitey the most Ford, recent? Eddie Matthews. Do we know the most well, the recent? The only two guys, there's no guy from Vietnam. So Willie Mays and Whitey Herzog were in the Korean War, and they're both still alive. And Whitey Herzog made the Hall of Fame as a manager, which is one of the numbers that threw me off. Yeah. You know, they're baseball executives in the Hall of Fame. They're managers in the Hall of Fame. So Whitey Herzog made as a manager. So when they said there were, you know, 70 members of the Hall of Fame who wore the uniform, I wasn't thinking of guys like him right away. Yeah. But he is one. So Willie Mays, they're both in the early 90s. They were the two guys from Korea that are still alive. I know that in the football... I know that in the football ranks, Pat Tillman went from active uh, player status right. in the NFL to uh, the Iraq War and got killed uh, on mission. Uh, are there any modern baseball players that have gone and, and played, maybe not in the Hall of Fame, but that have served? Not that I know of, no. I mean, there were some guys who were in the National Guard and the Reserves, but back in the, in the 60s and you know, when there was a draft, a lot of those ball players they went into the reserves or National Guard and fulfilled their duties that way. So, you know, it was relatively easy in the '60s to get out of the draft. You you continually are a fountain of information, Mike. That I've that nobody else on earth knows, and I am so honored to get to have a chat with you every now and then because I learn stuff every time I do. Uh, give my best to Beth and to Mike Jr. Always a pleasure to have you. All right, thank you, Kevin. You got it, Kevin McCullough. Coming right back. Don't go away. Invite Health would like to help you take care of your eyes this summer with Macula HX. Did you know that blue light from the sun and from light-emitting devices can damage the eyes and have long-lasting negative impact on your vision? Getting powerful nutrients from a comprehensive eye support supplement is needed. Macula HX provides the power of natural carotenoids, lutein, and zeaxanthin, along with vitamins A, C, and E, combined with powerful berry extracts and N-acetylcysteine, helping your eyes combat UV light from the sun. Take advantage of this limited-time offer. Buy one bottle of Macula HX at retail and get the second bottle free. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com and use promo code EYES. Be proactive and keep your eyes happy with Macula HX. Call now, 800-673-2345 for Macula HX. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. I'm Ference Toth, host of the Your Personal Bank Show. I use common sense as an entrepreneur, financial literacy educator, and speaker to understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Grow your money safely, reduce taxes, increase returns, and create positive arbitrage with Your Personal Bank. 
Tune in to the Your Personal Bank show Saturdays at 4 p.m. or contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. The Your Personal Bank show Saturdays at 4 p.m. This is Mike Gallagher. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Dennis Prager and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This is a trip of a lifetime. You don't want to miss it. Register today before it's too late. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519. And together, let's Stand with Israel. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. One of my favorite parts of the show on Thursday, when I get to just sit back and listen and learn to the brilliance of Imran Ansari, is he educates me or edu- educates me uh, in the uh, in the legal stuff I need to know. Imran, what's tonight's Esquire etiquette? Sure. So uh, I'm going to talk about something that we possibly encounter uh, more often than not, and that's a car accident. No one wants to get in a car accident, um, and I uh, recently. Uh, had a personal experience myself. Nothing was, uh, you know, luckily it wasn't a, a hard impact with another vehicle, but it was just uh, me backing into a post uh, in a garage and it was like a concrete post. Um, and uh, my, my purpose for bringing this up is dealing with insurance companies because there's a lot of legalities there when you deal with an insurance company. You want to always make a claim for any damage uh, to your insurance carrier, if you have insurance, um, as soon as possible. Typically, there's a 30-day window that an insurance uh, carrier uh, can say that if it's past the 30-day window, meaning giving notice uh, of an accident or a claim, they reserve the right to disclaim coverage. Um, Insurance companies never wanna have to pay. And even if you have the policy in hand, if you wait too long to inform the insurance carrier of damage or an injury or an accident, they may come back and say, hey, uh, you waited way too long to inform us and we're gonna disclaim coverage because you uh, sort of, you you delayed the process and now pursuant to your policy, uh, we can disclaim coverage. You don't want that to happen. So a very simple everyday sort of use of information, um, always make a claim with your insurance carrier for an accident or damage as soon as possible because then you may actually end up in litigation. And I represent clients in these sort of cases where you're suing your insurance carrier to compel them to provide insurance coverage. You don't wanna be that person. It's just a headache. Just make your claim in a timely manner. Yeah, no, that's that's really well said. And I, I've got uh, just a, a quick follow-up on that. So I came out of the gym, there was a note on my door. Somebody said, hey, it looks like I may have damaged your your back driver's side right. rear panel. Yeah. Um, call, uh, you know, let me know and I'll pay for the damages. Now, I looked yeah. at it and I don't think I could really find any damage to it. Um, but I was, is that the kind of thing you would advise? Go ahead and have it checked out anyway and file a claim just to be safe or say, ah, it's okay. I'll let the person live in peace. I would actually err on the side of caution, get it checked out, you know, contact the person, file a claim just in case. You don't know if there's something 
uh, maybe structurally or something internally with the vehicle that there may be a problem uh just in the abundance of caution because you may end up then uh for exactly what i say being outside the time period and have an issue good advice see you saved me um, a very difficult question here imran and sorry thank you for your uh, legal expertise as always you're welcome kevin kevin mccullough tomorrow night it's christine nicholas and we go to playland literally we'll see you then and i don't stand the ghost of a chance with you